Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free Posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast. I'm here for women who just get out of divorces, who all of a sudden realize that they're not getting any younger and they want to like capture this moment or even like to get deep. I've had clients who've gone through some really traumatic things in life where they felt like their bodies were just kind of taken from them in a way and they just want to rebirth that like power within them. Almost kind of claiming like this is my body and I can do whatever I want with it. Welcome to the Portrait System Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and this show is here to help you succeed in the world of photography and business, to help you learn to become financially free doing what you love and so much more. With over 1 million downloads, countless photographers have taken what they've learned from both our episodes and from theportraitsystem.com, and they have grown their businesses, quit their day jobs, and are designing a life of their dreams. We keep it real and share stories about the ups and downs that come with running a photography business. You'll hear real-life stories of how other photographers run their business, and you'll learn actionable steps that you can take to reach your own goals. Thank you so much for being here, and let's get started. Hey guys, now is your chance to check out all of the incredible photography education we have available for you at theportraitsystem.com. For only $7, you will get access to over 1,000 videos, including pricing, posing, marketing, lighting, sales, inspiring photo shoots, self-value, and more. Yes, you'll get your first month for only $7 when you become a pro member, and you'll get access to the full download library with posing guides and workbooks and so much more. Also, this includes a pricing calculator, a studio startup timeline, our weekly live broadcasts, including Sue Bryce's live talks, access to our private members-only Facebook groups, special discounts on photography products, and so much more. Head over to theportraitsystem.com and enter the code PODCAST7 to get your first month for only $7. That's theportraitsystem.com and enter the code PODCAST7. My guest this week on The Portrait System is Kate Douglas with Kate Autumn Photography. And this was extra fun for me because Kate is a close friend of mine. I watched Kate build a hugely successful business that allowed her to quit her full-time job at a bank doing mortgages. She recently grew so much that she opened a 2,500-square-foot studio in Jackson, Michigan, and her clients spend up to $7,000, and it has only been three years since she picked up a camera. Something that helped Kate to get these consistent big sales is using prepayment plans, and she tells us all about how she does prepayments and why it works so well. Kate also shares about a Facebook group that she uses for her clients and for potential clients, and that helps keep her calendar fully booked. Okay, let's get started with Kate Douglas from Kate Autumn Photography. Hi, Kate. How are you? I'm great, Nikki. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for doing this with me. Oh, no, thank you. I'm so honored. Oh, I'm so happy to have you on. I, okay, I, I just want to tell people just so I'm like, you know, transparent that you're also a dear friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> because, um, you know, I just like to be transparent about that. However, just for our listeners, just so they kind of know a little bit of, of 
like our history. So Mm -hmm. when Dan and I bought a lake house and Kate, her husband's grandparents are our neighbors at the lake house. And we were just trying to figure out what year it was that this happened because like years all blend together. But we decided it was 20, winter of 20, wait, what did we say? Winter of 2018, right? (laughs) That we met. Okay. So winter of, of 2018, Kate and I met because she and her husband, Brandon, spend a lot of time at Brandon's grandparents' house. So, and when we met Kate, do you remember this? You were like, you're a photographer? And I was like, yeah. And you were like, I think that's, I want to start a photography business. Do you remember this conversation? Yes. And I remember how bizarre it was. Yeah. Because you were like, do you know Sue Bryce? And I was like, funny you asked that. She's one of my best friends and my mentor. And you were like, no way. And I was like, yes. And you were like, that is such a small world. <laughs> I can picture that happen. I remember I was laying on the the carpet, just relaxing. It was a cold winter night and you had just come in, you were sitting down chatting with everyone. And I just remember how like, casual it was. I was like, oh, cool. Like this is a photographer. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yep. Yep. And I remember I was nervous because I was like meeting the neighbors for the mm-hmm. first time and I like wanted you all to like me, you know? And so it it's just, it's all so funny. Us. It was a yeah. random night. Yeah. And then I think your grandpa and your husband got my husband uh, a little, little drunk <gasps> oh on uh, whiskey that I remember night. Do you remember this? that? Yes. <laughs> I put myself to sleep. Oh, I will not. I went down there and I re- I was like hanging and talking to them. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm done. And I like fell asleep yeah. on the couch next to them. But they were having, s- now look at them. They're chummy guys. I know. It's amazing. It's, mm-hmm. Friendships for sure. But okay, so... At that time, you were still writing mortgages. And it's yeah. so crazy to think how it's been less than three years. And to everyone listening, wait till you hear it. Like Kate has the most amazing business now. It's it, absolutely incredible what you've done in less than three years. And I'm not, I, I truly would not have invited you on, even though you're my friend, unless I felt like you had a really incredible story to tell. And you do. So I'm excited to kind of dig in and have everyone hear about it. Thanks. Yeah. All right. So tell us about how you were writing mortgages, right? Or were you still at the bank? Actually, it kind of, yeah, I've been in banking since I was 18. So I'm 30 now. And so in 2018, we met, I was still what we called like, I did like casual loans. Like, so I did um, like car loans and home equity loans and stuff for the bank. Yes. And then when COVID happened, I was the only one at my branch who had a kid. Mm. And so remember mm-hmm. when COVID first happened, no one knew anything. Everyone was just freaking out like uh, daycares are closing, schools are closing. But banks, you know, still had to be open. And I was like, well, I can't ask someone during COVID to watch my kid. And I don't want that, you know? I was like, I, I can't, I don't know what to tell yeah. you guys. <laughs> We're in a pandemic. And so... They sent me home and then they said, okay, well, we have a need for underwriting and assisting mortgages. And I was like, oh, I can do that. And I had a great team, but the interest rates were booming. I was so busy, Nikki. I remember I was stressed and I remember time. I just could not keep up. Yeah. And then you had to teach my kiddo. I had to like homeschool Mm -hmm. her. And I just remember being like, something's got to give. Yeah. And that's when I was like, I, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. Yeah. 
And you were um, always interested in photography because yeah. we had had that conversation in 2018 oh, before this even happened. Yeah. Yes. And so I was booking weddings. I mean, you could literally pay me to take a picture of your dog or do a headshot. I'm like, yeah, I can do anything, <laughs> whatever. I'll do it. You know, like at cheap rates, like I want the, I want like the exposure. I need this. I need to know. Oh, I overworked myself. So not only was I stressed during the week, I had weddings on the weekends. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is not the kind of life I want to live. Right. Yep. And I remember something you said to me. And at the time when you said it to me, I was like, whatever. Uh-huh. You know what I'm going to say? I know exactly what you're going to say. You you go. So, yeah. So you were like, oh my gosh, like you should just like stop doing weddings. Like, cause at the lake, you guys were all at the lake and stuff. And I would have to go to a wedding and I remember just serious FOMO yeah. with my family. And when you said you should just stop doing weddings, I was like, uh, and do what? Like, I'm sorry. Like in my head, I'm thinking like money, like weddings at that point in my life were like, it's funny I look mm-hmm. back now, but we're like my big ticket, you know, items. I was like, no, I'll never make money. But then I was exhausted and I didn't love what I was doing. Yeah. Man. I actually talked about you during um, my talk at the Portrait Masters conference just recently and like a couple weeks ago. I don't know if I told you that or not, but. Oh, no way. I um No was giving an example of setting boundaries of, around when you work and your time and just valuing your time and what you do and mm-hmm. how sometimes mm-hmm. we, you know, and so, okay, I, I want to back up and say some people love working weekends. Some people love working evenings and that fits their lifestyle. But I was just speaking for, for a lot of Absolutely. people, especially if you have Absolutely. children and even if you don't have children, but a lot of times people don't want to work in the weekends. And I gave that example of how, um, you know, my friend started her business and she was loved doing weddings and didn't, know how she could not do weddings and of course talking about you and I was like I remember we were sitting on the beach it was like a Sunday or something and I was like Kate you know that Brandon and Allie are going to be here like your family is going to be at the lake every single weekend and you're not like you know you're going to be missing that right and I remember you were kind of like no but I love weddings and and then like that was the last season I was like talking myself that was the last season that you did weddings that was the last Mm -hmm. year right Oh my gosh. Yes. And now I find myself when I have like photographers, like aspiring photographers, like talking to me and they're like, but no one will book me on on the weekdays. I'm like, what do you mean? Why not? Why can't you work Uh the weekdays? People book hair appointments during the week, dentist appointments during the week. They do meetings during the week. They can take time off Mm -hmm. to book you. Like, and I haven't had any issues booking during the week at all. This is something that I talk about a lot is like if you become the photographer that people want to book and and make mm-hmm. that like this is just this is just when I'm available. If you are that that photographer mm-hmm. that they want, it doesn't matter when they they will book you during the week. I mean it's just yeah. Oh absolutely. It's 2022. People value their time and if they value spending time with you, they'll make it happen. Mm-hmm. Give people an overview of of what you shoot, and and I want to talk about how you went from home studio to this like insanely amazing okay. huge studio. Okay, so I'm a boudoir photographer, so I only photograph women. I have a boudoir studio in our downtown Jackson area. Um, I Jackson, actually Michigan, just, too, just for people. If, Jackson, yeah, Michigan. Sure yeah, and so I shoot what photography for women all day. So Monday through Friday, I have about 12 to 15 clients a month and I am happy with that number. Sometimes I do less and I'm happy with that number. But yeah, we're full service. So I have a glam squad 
here at my studio. I have the lingerie closet available to them. We have heels, we have accessories, and it is a production. We start hair and makeup at 9 a.m. And then we go into photos. We take a lunch break by 1130. I, you know, suggest some places near us. I'm editing their images. They come back within an hour and a half, see their final edited images, choose them, order their products, and we're done. All in one day. All in one day. And I love it, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Wow. Yeah. So you you have hair and makeup and the shoot done by from 9 to 11.30? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes noon, if I feel like I want to do more time. But again, I have a kiddo to go pick up at the bus stop at mm-hmm. 2.30. So... I'm done. By two o'clock, everyone's out and I'm out the door. Yeah. Heck yeah. I'm the same. I'm the same way. I'm like mm-hmm. such an advocate for efficiency. But I know I know how you shoot, Kate, and I know the experience you give. You're not cutting corners just because it's a couple no. hours. So no, talk, talk a little bit about no. that. Like when you say full service, what does that mean? Oh, yeah. So for my clients, um, I'm not like sh- when they inquire and book me, I have a workflow. I'm continuously monthly leading up to their session. I am talking to them. I offer in-person fittings so they can come to my studio before the session, try on all their lingerie. We size them to make sure they feel confident and comfortable when they come in that they have outfits. If I don't have their sizes, I always find their sizes out when they're on the phone with me. It's not uncomfortable. It's part of how I interview them pretty much. Mm -hmm. And then I will make sure I'm buying the lingerie that I have something available for them. And so that's really important to them. They feel very connected that I am taking the time. And I love this, taking the time to make sure that they feel prepared for their session. And then um, when it comes to the day of, they already know what to expect from me because we're going to get back on the phone six weeks before their session. And then if they like, we'll get back on the phone a week before their session. So they have opportunities to talk to me again if they want to. What What things are you talking about? Oh, gosh. Again, so... Like I'm trying to make money too, right? Mm -hmm. So I want to make sure that they know what collection they want. I guess we could hit on prepayments if you want. Sure, yeah, Um, let's talk about that. Okay, so my clients all do prepayments. It's so necessary to get the booties and the seats and they don't cancel and the money things out of the way. So the day of their session, they can enjoy themselves and they're not thinking about, oh, you know, like I already paid that I had to pay this big chunk of money. And it's easier to upgrade your clients when they have everything paid off two months before their session. Okay. Let's unpack that a little bit. So prepayment sessions. So let's say I inquire and I'm like, hey, Kate, you know, I really want to book a shoot. How much do you mm-hmm. cost? Like, yeah. what, what do you charge? You know, kind of, yes. how does it go mm-hmm. from there? Yeah. So when we got the boudoir consult, I have them pay their session fee up front over the phone. I put it in through Square. Um, My session fee right now is $500, and that doesn't include any products. And then they know that we're going to go ahead at that point, set up another phone call for the following week because we're going to set them up on a prepayment plan towards the products or collection of their choice. So over the phone, I'm going to be very upfront with them and tell them what my minimum investment is, what that includes, 
my average investment is and if they want to know what that includes. And then I always say some people spend a ton more. I mean, some people spend 7000 but then some people don't. And that's completely up to you. But what I don't want to do is try to hook, line, and sink them on the phone and be very vague. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to be vague with mm-hmm. them. And I don't feel like that's a bit, that's a disservice. And that's me maybe not being confident in my pricing. And I am. And it took time to get there, right? The money blocks, all of that. Yeah. Do you remember when you were like, but Nick, like, Nikki, we're in this like small town. And not that Jackson is small, it's super mm-hmm. small. It's, you know, it's, it's a city. I mean, it's not a huge city, but it's a city. Mm-hmm. But like the surrounding areas of Jackson it's all it's all small town and I remember you saying like I can't how am I going to charge these like these are small towns do you remember working through that yes and oh my gosh yes I remember that and I'm so grateful that we had conversations early on and that I figured out my worth and my money blocks Mm -hmm. within two years Mm -hmm. because I can't imagine doing that for 10 years (laughs) I'm so grateful I got that down. Yeah. A lot mm-hmm. of people burn out um, yeah. from not from not working through that. And, 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 you know, some people will say, oh, but just this just happened to me at a conversation at the Portrait Masters conference with someone. And they're like, but it's it's where I live. And I'm like, it's not. It's not. I'm sorry, but it's not. Like, you still have no. something to work through. Like, your work is amazing. Your work is beautiful. But you still have something to work through if you're not selling, you know. And oh, absolutely. you were able to work through it. Is there, was there any like specific reason that you were able to do it quickly or like what sparked the realization that you should value your time and what you do and that you needed to charge industry standard pricing? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I mean, where to begin? What sparked that was if I told myself, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. I, I'm going to do it right. And I want to make money. Like I'm up front. I am here to make money. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I love what I do. I love the women I, I connect with. But it was really just like in in me. I was just like, if I'm going to be doing this, I'm paying what thirty three percent taxes, sales tax, this and that. that yep. How am I going to thrive being self employed? I'm not going back to corporate. I'm. Not, I do not want to do that. I mean, I could, but I do not want to do that. Mm-hmm. And I want to kind of leave like this legacy for my daughter. Like I want her to. See, I've, I've been a single mom most of my life. So, mm-hmm. you know, my story a little bit, I had her very young and I've always pride, like I always had pride working my tail off for her. But because of that, I was always away. I felt like a lot of the times I was the mom missing the kindergarten events and missing the field trips. And I was that mom who felt like I always had to work and I felt bad, like calling off work, asking for a day off to be with her. And I never want to be that mom again. So it is so important to me that I price myself accordingly. So I don't have to work every day of the month. Right. I love it. I love it. And everyone has their reason. Like you have Mm -hmm. your alley reason, you know, and it just, it like chokes me up a little bit, just like listening, you say that, like just about how you, you know, you had to miss all that, but now you're not, like now you're there, you know, it just, it just makes me think about like, if I was still, if I was still a social worker and I, I would be missing all of these things with my, with my voice, you know, my voice, you know, it does, it makes you like, just really appreciate when you get to a certain point as an entrepreneur that you, you have freedom to do whatever the fuck you want. Like, oh, it's just magical. And that's one thing I had to figure out lately. Um, 
I had to, I had to figure that out where I was, I am because I, I grew up with a single mom. We did not have a lot of money. I remember like, this is not to make people feel, but maybe someone could connect with me, but Mm -hmm. like eating ice chips when you're hungry. Mm -hmm. So like money to me, I like would just hold on to it so tight. And then I learned that to receive money, I need to flow it out as well. Mm -hmm. So am I giving? Am I investing? Um, What am I doing with my money? Because that is a huge part of why I feel so confident too when it comes to my money blocks because I had to learn that this is a lifestyle. Think of my money as a lifestyle, right? I'm just not here to just like save and hold on to it so tightly. Um, speaking of Allie, like taking her on vacation in January, I haven't mm-hmm. taken my kiddo on We're a going big, to Jamaica. <laughs> yes, out of the country. She's almost 13. She'll be 13. Yeah, And so... I mean, that trip was so unnecessary, but guess what? I'm going and we're so excited. Like, um, and to be able to do really cool things like that for my kid, I'm just so grateful. And Mm -hmm. honestly, there's so many times I'm like, holy cow, like, is this my imposter syndrome, right? Like, is this my life? Like I get to hang out with women every single day. Like it's the coolest thing ever. I can't, I don't ever have a bad day here because I am hanging out with women during their highest times. I'm here to give them the best time of their life. Like, and it's just the coolest thing to be around. Like I created this. I was like, no way. Like how lucky am I? It's so cool. It's so cool. And like, just to kind of piggyback on what you said about money, it's like, to me, money brings experience. It brings like Mm -hmm. life experiences and opportunities. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, it's, and like you said, if you hold on to it, how are you going to have the experience or whatever? But, okay, I want to, I want to back up up a little bit because I know people out there are like, tell us more about her pricing. So with the, with the prepayment, so does someone just pay in, in full, you know, before Mm -hmm. when they prepay, do they have a certain Mm -hmm. amount of months to pay? Mm -hmm. How does that part work? Yeah. So after, so on the phone, I go over my average and my, um, Minimal investment. And what's what is the minimum? My minimum product investment is eighteen hundred. Okay. So that's yeah. So it's eighteen hundred. And then I go over the average investment and then I throw out there some people spend seven thousand, but you don't have to if you don't want to. But I make it known like, hey, this is this is not cheap, but this is an experience. So they know that once they pay their session fee, I shoot them over their contract. Once they review and sign that. I start my workflow. They get my welcome email with my boudoir prep guide. And a little bit later that day, they get the full investment guide. So they're not sticker shocked. Mm -hmm. They know what to expect. And so they review it and they see my a la carte. They see my collections. They see photos of my products. And I even always, on my client's favorite collection, I say my client's favorite collection or say that on the collection you want to sell. Mm -hmm. We don't do that because Mm -hmm. clients want to be told what to do. A confused mind is like, oh, I I don't don't know. I don't know. And so they just probably go to a dollar amount that they're like, oh, that makes sense. But why not just tell them what they want and see what they say? And then we get back on the phone, usually the next week. I say we have to get back on the phone within 30 days, but I'm not chasing people. So on my phone call, the consult that they paid the session fee, we already scheduled on that call when we're going to chat next week. 
for 10 minutes. And I let them know, make sure that you review it and you figure out what you want to do. We get back on the phone and I say, okay, what stood out to you? Not like, what do you want? What stood out to you? Because that gives them a chance to tell me, oh, I really want to do this collection because of this, but I don't know if I can do it because of the payment plan. So it gives them a chance to share with me what they really want, right? And I say, okay, so we can do a bi-weekly or monthly payment plan. And so I break down the payments. I'll tell them what this option is if they do this collection. But hey, if you go up another collection, which you're probably going to do once you see your photos, it's only $100 more payment, right? Yes. That makes it sound like, oh, who cares? Another 100 bucks. Yeah, yeah, honestly. And so we have an invoice schedule that goes to them to review and sign and then automatic payments come out. And it just has to get paid 60 days before the session. So it's so important that your clients, if you do prepayment plans, are paid off at least 30 days before your session. I really do think so. It works for me really well. But now I do 60 days um, because I have more time to do upgrades with them. Money's done. They spent it give them a break for a month and they'd be like, Hey, we have some new products or do you want to go ahead and, you know, get the next collection up because I show you about a hundred photos and this collection that you chose has only 30 images. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's how the payment plan works. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So you said auto payments come out is this is all through square and like you take their card and then it just Like they're not responsible for going in and paying an invoice every month. I feel like that might be a disaster. Oh my God, no. No, that's a disaster. So honestly, what I'm using is I use, okay, first, I just want to say this. I do use Square when I'm on the phone with them to take their session fee because I want to get that uh, while they're on the phone with me, type it in, get that done with. But when it comes to their payment plan, I use my, my CRM. I use HoneyBook and I can send over an invoice schedule with a contract attached. So they sign it and off into automatic payments. So my HoneyBook is keeping track for me. Okay. So um, it's essentially the same thing. It's just in a different portal. Okay. Gotcha. And then... Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That's great. Now, it's 60 days out. I mean, how far out are you booking if if it's 60 days <laughs> I'm booking a year out right now. um, But because that is because I have those boundaries, right? I only want to do 10 clients a month. Mm -hmm. And if my average sale is $5,000, I'm okay with that. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a a decent living right there. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But if there's someone who's like, um, but I, but if there's someone who needs to push out a payment to the month before the session, I'll do that too. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a per, I'm a human. Um, but I'm also like in my back pocket, I don't have time (laughs) to also chase people around. So in my contract, like if it says like, Hey, if I email you four times and it's been 48 hours since each email. So let's just say like you haven't responded to me in like four weeks, I will cancel your session because I have other people that want these dates you know? Mm-hmm. Boundaries. So, oh, I love this. Oh it's, my, oh yeah. And I have my workflow set up and though I understand like, ugh, it can be such a tedious thing, but you can hire people who know Dupsado, who know HoneyBook, who know whatever listeners use to set up their workflow for them. 
And a lot of the times it's other photographers. So they know exactly kind of like what will work. And it's literally a dream. So when a client books with me and they sign their contract, once they sign the contract I sent to them, I click a button that says start workflow and I click it and they just get emails whenever I say for them to go. So, so great. it's fantastic. And, and I want people who are listening to think about how in every other industry, if you mm-hmm. don't respond, like if my husband has a new client, you know, he owns an, a, a, he's an electrician, he owns his own company. If, mm-hmm. if a client isn't responding in four weeks, like he's not going to work for like, no, I'm going to move no. on to the next client. Like this, mm-hmm. if they're not paying their payments, I'm out. You know, this is, yeah. this is how it is in every other industry. Like you can't just make a doctor's appointment and then like I might pay you or I might not. Well, I guess you kind of can with the way the medical company, but okay, that's not a great example, but you know what I mean? You have to, you have to pay. You don't walk into Nordstrom and you're like, yeah, I really want to take these shoes, but I can't pay right now. You know, that's just Mm -hmm. not how it works. So it's like people have to really make, make sure if you're out there listening Mm -hmm. that you're treating Mm -hmm. your business as a business. It's not a charity it's, and again, you're human, and we do have the ability to make, you know, exceptions, exceptions. of course. Mm-hmm. But it's a business, and so treat you have to treat it like one. Oh, absolutely. And I get more compliments than not saying, I like how professional your business is. I like the emails I get. I like how everything seems so organized. So then that's another point for me that I look like I have it all together. Um, yeah. And yeah. I, you know, I hear some people like, oh, but I don't know about that. Like, it's going to come off so cold or like they're just a number. No, it's not. And when I have like those emails that go out, I'm creating them, right? So it comes from my tone. Right. And and you're connecting with them in other ways as well. I mean, you're oh, making sure my, you have mm-hmm. appropriate outfits for them. I mean, you know, oh, that yeah. fit them properly. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, all of those mm-hmm. things really... It really speaks loudly. It loudly, and when you are telling people this is how it goes and this is how it is, and and people are constantly seeing new clients on your Instagram and just coming through and everything, they are like realizing, well, ev- everyone else is doing it, so it must be great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I'm just so grateful, and I think part of when I was building this new studio. I wanted it to be like an experience. So my client came in, they were overwhelmed with how beautiful it was. Yeah. Because I wanted them to feel excited that their photos were going to be just as beautiful, that they get this beautiful experience crafted by me, like from start to finish. Like I thought of my clients when I'm choosing materials for my curtains. I thought of my clients when I'm looking at furniture and what kind of products I'm giving them. From every small detail, I have tested them out. I've gotten so many samples. I've had to redo things. I've, I take a lot of pride in what I offer my clients. Yeah, it's great. Now, before we talk about your studio, tell me who's your target client. Like, are you mostly photographing brides, or are you, you know, like who 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 mostly walks through your doors? I guess. Okay, so let me just not, I don't just target brides, no. I think my average client is 40 to 50 years old. I get clients as young as 20 all the way up to 70. An ideal client for me is someone who truly like just believes that they're worthy to get this experience, honestly. I don't have like the 
like an avatar of my ideal client. I know that sounds so nuts, but I don't. I just am here for women in any point of their life. I'm here for women who just get out of divorces, who all of a sudden realize that they're not getting any younger and they want to like capture this moment, brides, or even like to get deep, I've had clients who've gone through some really traumatic things in life where they felt like their bodies were just kind of taken from them in a way. Uh-huh. And they just want to rebirth that like power within them, almost kind of claiming like, this is my body and I can do whatever I want with it. Yeah, and I just I get clients that. who, when I say, that's also really important when you're on the phone with a client, I always ask, tell me a little bit about you and what why you want to do a boudoir session and what you hope to get out of it. And I just listen. And then I also get clients who are just like, I don't know. I just like your photos and I want to be in them. I'm like, easy <laughs> enough. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, you like clients are getting nude, like they're showing skin. Oh yeah. It's yeah. It's a vulnerable place to be. Oh, absolutely. It is. And I think that's also why I hold their hand sometimes preparing for their session because it is. And also my team that's with me, I've like vetted them. I've gone through so much hair and makeup (laughs) Um, people. And I just, I have like the best right now. And I wish I could have them forever. Just their vibe and their energy is just so positive and uplifting. I mean, by the time they get to me, they are just like, oh my gosh, I love them. I wish I could have them every day. They just told me how pretty I was. And when a client leaves me a review, they not only speak about me in the review, they always mention my hair and makeup team's names. That's like, when you know you impact, have a great team. Oh, I know. And the impact we have on them for what, four to five hours, I don't even know, is is really cool to like yeah. s- just see what we can create with them. It's awesome. So awesome. How do you find your clients? Like what's your best marketing mm-hmm. techniques? Oh, I have like a few, but... Honestly, Facebook. Yeah. If you cultivate a Facebook group that isn't all about just selling your product, ladies are just going to trust you. And um, lately, I know this is kind of like out of the crazy, but I do have that billboard. <laughs> and yes. um, I yes. three Has that helped? It has just for visibility. Like people are like, oh, I know who you are. And that's cool, right? But last week, I'm not kidding. I booked three clients and they said my billboard. And I'm like, no oh way. my gosh. That's awesome. And they all mentioned that they were going to the orchard. So they're going to get donuts at the orchard because it's fall. Uh-huh. And so women are seeing it because we love donuts and pumpkins. <laughs> and I was like, this is Oh um, my god! So, so Meckley, they're going to Meckley's, right? They're going to Meckley's. Oh my hell yes! That but is my so Facebook awesome. group is really great, and then my past clients, I treat them like gold. You know, they refer clients to me. I'm gonna make sure I reward them, and yeah. I get repeat clients because of how I reward them by studio credit that they can just keep adding up, and then. Google sometimes, which I'm always shocked and excited when that happens, right? When someone says they uh-huh. find you off Google, you're like, okay, cool. Something's working. But definitely Facebook, honestly. Tell people a little bit how you how you run that group. Yeah. So I'm going to like preference and say I did not create 
this, right? This is something that all photographers do. So I am not like the creator of like how you do a Facebook group. That's okay at all. though. Like, but this, like, you know, yeah. how does it work for you? Like how do you yeah. put a spin so, on it? Yeah. So for me, how my Facebook group works for me is I make sure I'm posting in it daily. So I'm doing like positive quotes. I am going to be posting before and afters of my clients. That's really big guys. Before and afters. Yes. Testimonies. I'll like copy and paste testimonies from Google or if they send me an email and then just interactive posts, fun ones, lighthearted things. And then there's days I'm just like, hey guys, how are you doing? It's been a rough week. And it's an outlet for women, right? And so somehow within all of that, I'm also cultivating like friendships. It's a really cool place to be. And I'm not like being salesy on it at all. Once in a while, I think once a day, I'll include my link in a photo. But I mean, they know how to find me. But I also have boundaries with that. I will not respond to any Facebook messages. You know, I, I don't want to be tied to my phone. So I make sure I share with them to please inquire through my email or my contact information. Oh, okay, um, yeah. But the Facebook yeah, group smart. is so fantastic. But I have to be active in it. It's the algorithm. We all know about those. Is not going to love you unless you're posting in it. So I post in at least 10 times a day. And it, that can seem overwhelming. 10 times a day? Yes, lady. But you can schedule those things. Or because you're so active in it, clients are going to be starting to post things in it, right? Wait, or you're doing 10 clients. posts or you're also, is is when you say post, it, could it that be like commenting on someone's stuff? No, no, posts. no. It's okay. 10 posts. <laughs> so I have like 4,000 ladies in my Facebook group and about 2,000 of them are active a day. So let's just do the math. So if I have 4,000 women in my Facebook group and I get one booking or like one inquiry a day, I'm thrilled. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then I can drop in my, I can drop my email link in there all the time. Don't forget to be on my email list. So when Black Friday comes out or if I have a sale or a last minute opening, they can hop on that. But yeah, my Facebook group is awesome. Yeah, that's great. Very cool. How do you get people to join and come into the Facebook group? That's a really, at this point, I don't really have to like. <laughs> um, but what you think back when you first started, like I know you invited okay. your clients or they could they like bring yeah. a friend, like invite a friend or like. Yes, yes, yes. So I get clients to come into my Facebook group because people are talking about it and uh-huh. I encourage women who are in the group to add their friends because if they add their friends, you know, they could be rewarded, which I do that sometimes too. I just did one yesterday. I was just like, Hey y'all, if you add, just invite, right? I can't control who's going to accept it. Just invite 10 friends. I'll put you in a drawing for a Starbucks gift card. Awesome. I love it. I had 500 invites, pending invites the other day, just from that. What's 25 bucks to me? Nothing. 500 invites. If yep. 300 of them actually accept, that's 300 potential clients. Yeah. I mean, so I reward my clients and potential clients, whoever, for working for me. Because that's a form of marketing they're doing. They're advertising for me. So I'm always rewarding people, especially my past clients who speak my name. I reward them all the time. I wouldn't be here without them. That's so great. You said you reward with... 
I mean, sometimes obviously do like giveaways and stuff, but yeah. with extra studio credit. Oh yeah. So if my clients refer women to me for each woman that actually books with me, they get a hundred bucks towards the studio. Nice. So it, they could just stack up, stack mm-hmm. up, stack up, stack up. And it doesn't expire as long as I'm doing this, they can use it. So they can use it towards their next session with me. So why not? Yeah. And I'm always so happy to do that. Fantastic. I feel like mm-hmm. too, if if someone's super nervous to do a boudoir shoot, they've never done one before and they're just like, you know, it's scary it, mm-hmm. for some people. And then they do it and they realize like, oh my God, that was really amazing. I feel like they're going to want to do it again because they've and now they, they know what to expect. And they're yes. going to try these different outfits and different poses. Yes. And, you know what I mean? Yes. Nikki, that's so right. I get so much repeat repeat business because clients, it's like invigorating. It's like rebirthing this yes. womanly, f- oh, it's so good. And they come back to do it again. But I also, I'm always changing things up. I am not doing the same poses. <laughs> I know this sounds really scary with each of my clients. I'm literally, I look at my client. I mean, I think a lot of us do as like a work of art. I'm always being inspired by their bodies and lighting and this and that. I mean, I just had a client who came in and she was a repeat client. I think it was her third time. And the lighting was coming through this beautiful hallway we have with concrete. And we did most of her photos in the hallway in on concrete, Nikki. That's awesome. And it was sexy yeah. and it was Love beautiful. It. And it was a different like vibe to her photos. And I'm always making sure that I change things up for them. So their albums and their photos look different and they love it. And I love it. Heck, repeat clients are so much fun because they're the ones that come. They're like, I trust you. Do whatever you want with me. Be, I'll be naked, whatever you want. Exactly. <laughs> Just give me good product. And they already know the pricing. That's all out of the way. It's like, <sighs> yeah, so yes. great. I love repeat clients too. Now, yeah. okay, let's talk about your studio. Because when you first started well, obviously you, you were doing weddings and stuff before, so you didn't really have a studio, but then, mm-hmm. then you decided you were going to start doing in-studio kind of work. So tell people where you were, where you started with that. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, in my house, <laughs> so I had a den, um, on one side of my house that we didn't utilize. And so we closed it up with like sliding, um, divider door, like, you know, the accordion doors yep. and, we did the hair and makeup in there. We did the photos in there and it was on my property and it worked. I mean, oh, I was so busy. It worked. And then I realized I needed separation from home and work. Mm-hmm. And my dream was always this big, beautiful studio. I'm huge in manifesting. Yes. And so I manifest this boudoir studio. I drew out exactly what I wanted. I'm not kidding. I drew it out. I mean, boxes, I named everything and I put it on this big board. I clipped like magazine clippings of like beautiful walkways and gorgeous lighting falling on the floor. And I looked at it for days and I was okay. Now I started going online, seeing if there was anything open, um, like to walk through any leases. And I, I mean, part of manifesting is you can't just like wish for it. Right. You have to like work totally towards it. And this empty, beautiful new construction came up and I walked it and I was like, Oh my gosh, what a dream. And they said, well, you can build it out, whatever you want. And I was like, even better. And so it's 2,600 square feet and it's 
literally beautiful. I could live in it. (laughs) (laughs) It is beautiful. It is beautiful. It's nicer than my house. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you just did your studio opening that I attended, and it was, it's just absolutely gorgeous in there. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's the light, the space. It's so cool. There's just so much room. Yes. And that's what I wanted. And I know some people are like, what are you going to do with all this space? I'm like, I just, I'm like, I should have brought my roller skates. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You could have, oh, that we should have a roller skate party. Your next birthday. We'll just, we'll make a rink. Oh, by then you'll have your own. When we trade photos, I might have to do some photos on my roller skates. Oh, that'd be so fun. fun. You can have a rooftop too. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Now, Mm -hmm. and it's not cheap rent. It's not like you got this deal of a deal. I mean, it's... (laughs) No. No, well, the build-out itself, that cost. Um, But again, when it came, I've been very, not lucky. I don't want to say that, but I have a great intuition when it comes to money sometimes. Brandon, my husband, was just mentioning, he was like, do you remember when you had to ask me to spend 200 bucks to take your first photography class online? And we were like going back and forth about two hundred. Oh my gosh! Yeah, was it and worth now. it to learn how to like you know use my camera essentially? Mm-hmm. Isn't and, that wild? Uh huh. And so when someone asked me like oh, I, I don't have two hundred bucks, I'm like sell something. Like you will not fail. Sell something. Babysit. Do a service for someone. Make money because investing in your business is the smartest thing you can do. Yep. And and getting this big beautiful space like you have, I, I'm not. I don't want to tell people go out and find this like build out studio that's 2,600 oh, square feet. It's not necessary. However, mm-hmm. you have the influx of clients. You have the yes. infrastructure of your business yes. set, and so it makes sense for you to have that. Yes. It made sense for you yes. to do it. It was a smart investment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, and it's fantastic because I got to build it out to exactly what I wanted. Yeah. So in two years, I don't have to be like, okay, now what? Or in like six months, right? Like the concrete polished floors, I wanted that. I mean, I loved it. That was so important to me. The tall ceilings was important to me. But I will say, I didn't need this big space at all. I didn't need it, but I knew I could make it work. Um, And I'm downtown. So I have the visibility. And I'm underneath the an apartment building that's our like luxury apartments in downtown Jackson, right? I've already gotten two clients from the apartment building and I've been here for like what, two months? Yeah, that's two great. Two clients. It paid my, it, that was great, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, my rent's not cheap, but I'm not going to fail. And I keep telling myself that like, I'm not going to fail. I am going to succeed because I may not be taking photos for the rest of my life, but I will be in photography somehow. If it's just like coaching or educating, I'm going to be doing something with it because I have such a passion for like just seeing people just, I don't even know how to explain this. I just love what I do. I feel like I could photograph a woman anywhere. Like, yeah, you you could. Mm -hmm. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Well, and it's smart the way you think too. You know, I think not all of our bodies are going to be able to like slang a camera when we're, you know way down the road. Like there are some of us who get like restless and want to try and do something else, you know? And, and I think it's important to think, think things like that through. Like I obviously love, I love interviewing other photographers who would have known that that was my thing. I love creating courses and teaching and showing what I do. Like Mm -hmm. that has been amazing. And, and I know, Mm -hmm. like, like you said, the, the, once you have experienced it and done it and you put the time in, like the, the opportunities become endless 
of what of what you could do. Mm-hmm. And you could even, if you decided down the road you wanted to rent out your own space for other photographers mm-hmm. or for events or whatever. It's like you have all of these options. And on top of it, absolutely, you know, you know how Brand and I are like real estate buddies, like taking a lot mm-hmm. of the money that you make and investing it in real estate properties like oh, I yeah. do. Like it's mm-hmm. you know, I think it's really important to remember as entrepreneurs that having different streams of income down the road, especially when you start to think about retirement is really important. So yeah, absolutely. It is. Yeah. Why not like make your money work for you? Mm -hmm. Like we were talking about, I get, Oh gosh, I know this isn't a real estate podcast, but um, (laughs) (laughs) I could talk forever about that now. You know, I get to. Yeah. Yeah. But Yes. And that's also if, if we, you have a listener who's like, I don't even know where to start. I don't even know how to do anything. It's really good to get the good people in your corner, do some research, get some resources because investing your money, especially as a self-employed person wisely yes, is ideal. Yes. <laughs> and make, you have to have a team like the right accountant that knows. Mm-hmm all these little things we recently had to, because my business was growing, it was, I outgrew my accountant and I needed an accountant who was literally going to text plan for me. Right. That meant what I wanted was we're going to talk before it's time to do my taxes. Right. Like, and so we found an accountant who's tax planning and I learned so much and I feel so confident going into this tax season. And it's so interesting because when one part of your life starts to feel structured, and organize, all of a sudden, your mindset feels more organized and confident, and it all falls into line. But I think being organized, because again, getting burnt out can happen. And so I think that is why it's so important that as self-employed people, especially photographers, we wear a lot of hats. Yes. A lot of hats. And it's time to outsource. Because when you outsource... You're able to spend more time making money or with your family. And it is so important. And I will advocate for outsourcing like crazy. I just recently outsourced like retouching skin. And I was so stubborn. I was going to do it myself. And it has saved me hours. And I'm just, I will love it. I would have not been able to have as successful as a business as I did if I didn't have a retoucher. That's for sure. But you said you said you do like same day viewings. Do you just do like a light retouch and then like a full retouch yeah, on the ones exactly. they buy? Yeah. Yeah. So I will go through and do like skin retouching on maybe three photos during that hour and a half when I'm editing. And so they can see those. But no, I just do a light retouching. And if they feel like they visually can't see it, I mean, I'll just show them other edited photos I've done. Yeah. I haven't had that happen yet, but it works out. That's it awesome. really does. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this. This has been amazing. I hope so. I hope there's something to take out of it. There was so much about your business that I didn't know. I mean, I, I knew the basics, you know, but there was so much I didn't know. So it's 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 been really fun to see more. I know we don't talk more. about work much. We really don't. I mean, sometimes, but I mean, yeah. not that often. Not so. like the nitty, not like the nitty gritty of it all. Yeah. But yeah. um. I need to make it to a conference sometime. Yes, you do. It just seems that yeah. when the conference dates come out, I'm like booked for those days. I know. Well, you book so far out. <laughs> I know. I, I do know. have a couple more questions though. You're not off the hook yet. I have a couple okay, questions I that, I, that I ask at the end of each episode. 
Okay. Um, the first one is what is something you can't live without when you're doing a photo shoot? Absolutely. So something like a V flat or blackout curtains where I can control the lighting and it doesn't have to be expensive. It can be cheap, whatever does the trick mm-hmm. just so I can get those shadows and the contrasty, sexy, moody look that I go for. Yeah. Awesome. It's smart to do it as a curtain too. Cause it's like, it's just right there. You can just more light, less light, more light, less light. I mean, same with no, the B-flat too, but either way. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Very Cheap cool. black Amazon curtains, and I couldn't live without them awesome. at all. All right. Mm-hmm. Number two is how do you spend your time when you're not working? Oh, my goodness. With my family all the time. So we're either at the lake with you guys. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> we're either at the lake or we're at family's house literally just with my family. And I love that so much. I know it sounds so lame. I love it too. I'm the same. I like to read by the lake or just hang with my kiddo. Mm-hmm. Very cool. All right. Number three is what is your favorite inspirational quote? So it's not quite a quote. Well, I guess it could. I don't know who said it, but is you cannot be what you cannot see. So um, how I perceive that is making things happen for yourself. Like you can be those things. You just have to work towards them and believe it mm-hmm. and see it and do it. And I also say you will not let yourself fail, which I remember when I quit the, my bank job, I, I had some tears. I cried. I don't know why. I felt like, oh, what did I just do? There goes my health insurance. <laughs> and someone said to me, you will not let yourself fail. If you fail, it won't be because of you. And I say that to myself all the time. You will not let yourself fail. I love it. I love it. And like you I love the first one too about you have to allow yourself to believe it or you're not going to do it. It's great. Oh, yeah. And so many people have their own blocks too. And they try to like put those blocks in their mindset on you. And if you want to do anything big in life, you've got to just push through those. Yeah. I mean, I've had so many like other photographers like, oh, you know, why stop weddings? You're not going to make any money or you can't charge that. Like photographers, right? Why are we taking advice from people that they're not where we want to be in life? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I also want to share with other people, it doesn't matter how long you've been a photographer, but I've had photographers say, well, I've been doing this for 10 years as if like they should get an award for that. And like, yeah, I've only been doing it for like two or three. It doesn't make me any less of a photographer than that one. Yeah. And I think we need to start owning our craft. It doesn't matter what people think about our photos. As long as we have clients that are paying us money and you're happy with it, I mean, keep on doing you. Yeah. We're so quick to want other photographers and other people to tell us we're good at what we do, right? What is that word? We're always looking for validation. Yep. Validation. Yep. But there's times you just got to step away from it and be like, okay, but my client bought this photo mm-hmm. for $5,000. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm okay. Even though you don't like it, they did. And yeah. they loved it. I posted a photo recently and I was waiting for someone to say, oh, well, the horizon's going straight through her head. And part of me is like, oh, maybe I shouldn't post it because the horizon's going straight through her head. But my client and her mom loved this photo, like loved it. And I was like, I don't give a shit if the horizon is going through her head because my client loved it and they spent so much money on these photos. You know, it's like, 
there's there is a time and a place. If it's awards, yes, yes. I'm not going to enter a photo that has a horizon oh. going through her head. <laughs> yeah, respect, respect. But this is yes. like this. There mm-hmm. is a time and a place for that, 100. But for my client work and for what makes my clients happy, I don't. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anyone else thinks. If they are spending the money and they love it, exactly what you said, Kate. Mm-hmm. It was like perfect. It's exactly right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, number four, and I feel like you kind of covered this a little bit, but if you have anything else to add, what would you tell people who are just starting out? Seek education. I mean, right away. Spend the money, invest in educators like Sue Bryce, absolutely, right away. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Learn how to use your camera, obviously, and then don't waste any time trying to like wing it. Like, why not get five steps ahead? Yeah. Honestly, though, why not get five steps ahead? Because you're going to be taught things that this one person, she made mistakes and she learned from them and she wants to share with you all the goodness she learned from that. So you don't have to. Oh, hell yes. Like, Uh so invest, I invest, invest three, $5,000. It'll come back to you. The quicker you spend the money, the quicker you're going to get it back. As long as you're taking action. You said that. It's not just about manifesting. It's about also like taking action. Action. And I feel like a good educator is someone who will share their faults. Like Sue will tell you exactly how she screwed up and how she fixed it. Like in my courses, I am so transparent Mm -hmm. about like, like I have a new course coming out and I'm so, so, so excited about it. And I take you through like challenges and things that really trip me up when I was learning how to do outdoor and on location photography. Like I am so open about mistakes and challenges and how to overcome them. Because if we can't share with others, you know, like, anyways, my whole point is a good educator will tell you their mistakes and how they got through it. Because usually the mistake that I make is a mistake that a million other people are going to make too. Unless I just really suck. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like we all, like there are so many common mistakes that people make. And if, and a good educator will, will talk to you about that. So just a side note. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Take action. Yeah. Awesome. And how can people find you online if they're looking for you? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Kate with a C. So it's C-A-T-E on Instagram. I am Kate Autumn, like the season. So it's Kate Autumn Studios. Um, And then you can do kateautumnstudios.com and find my website. And I want to make sure people go to Kate Autumn Studios because you have an old Instagram account that's up there. It says Kate Autumn Photography (sighs) and that's not the right one. Follow it. No. Yeah, yes. it's Kate Autumn you know, Instagram Studios. does not. Yes, go to Kate Autumn Studios Instagram. It still comes up. Like, a mil- like I know if I, I go to your page, sometimes. it comes up as Kate Autumn. Yeah, I tagged it by accident for your studio opening. I was like, God damn it. And I had to re- go redo the whole thing. <laughs> you know, yes, I, but I did it by accident. Know, but so Kate Autumn Studios. So I just want to make sure people yes. know that. Yes. And you'll know once you look at the the grid of all the beautiful uh-huh. women. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're like, oh, this is it. Totally. Um, yeah, Instagram does not let you delete. Instagram's that easy, I've learned. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you again, my dear. Thank I will you see for you, having me. I'll see you Saturday for your birthday party. Uh, you know what we just rented? What? Heat lamps. Those big oh, heat lamps, yeah. propane heat lamps. <laughs> Sweet. Sounds good to me. It's going to be cold. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like 
posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-day startup challenge, plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business, lighting PDFs. I mean, truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com. 